Columbus, Ohio. I'm good at that. Oh, that's good. Did you like that? Were you recording that one? Yeah. Land Grant Brewing presents Land Grant University. Beers with the Brewers. Right. Improvisation episode. Welcome to this week's episode of Land Grant University presents Beers with the Brewers. I'm Adam, one of the co-founders here at Langrant. This week on the podcast, we have Walt Keys. Howdy. Co-founder. We have uh, Director of Brewing Operations over here, Chris Helderman. Hello. And new to the podcast, another second week in a row with a brand new guest on the podcast, Brewer Alex Souza. Hey, thanks for having me on. Welcome. You made a brief appearance. Was that last week? Oh, or yeah, was that's that two true. Weeks ago? Yeah. That's true. This I, uh, isn't uh, necessarily the, the debut. It was the tiebreaker. Yeah, that listeners was... uh, tuned in last week and heard Alex uh, decide uh, the tiebreaker on the summer beer pool mm-hmm. party. Yeah. So Alex joined the Langerin team uh, almost three months ago, right? Yeah, Back in March. Just over three months, yeah. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into uh, introducing the folks to Alex, but... Before we get in this week, uh, that's that's the topic. It's 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 new brewer. Alex is the <laughs> yeah. topic of beers of the brewers. So yeah, we Mark, all, we Mark all have our various beers. Yeah, Mark went out of town, and we've uh, we're just flying without a net here. Yeah. in terms of planning the podcast, but stop making new beers. Mark will be back on the podcast next week. On his, uh, uh, he'll be full of potatoes when he gets back. <laughs> we'll get a full report on yeah. where he had his favorite potato out there in Idaho. Indeed, indeed. So, um, I'm drinking a pool party. Surprise, surprise. Uh, what, what do you What do you got in your glass? I'm having a What are you doing here? West Coast IPA. Great, great. Chris is drinking some uh, some water, hydrating. He's got a beer over there oh, too. Oh, okay. What do you got, Chris? A bit of a smash beer. The old single malt and single hop. Uh, our our friends at Origin Malt, um, I think, has the base malt in this, and then uh, Wamea as the hop. Um, which I've, uh, this is the first time I've ever had Wamea as the standalone hop in a beer, and it's, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm it's enjoying a, it's, it. It's a pretty unique uh, hop character, I feel like. Yes, and, totally agree with that. Yeah, and if you want to give that a try, home listeners, um, we have that available at the tap room. It's called uh, Franklin's and Friday Smash or something like that. Uh, we, we released that um, for Franklin's and Friday last week with a, with a label by. The artist of the month, Kayla Carr. So, Kayla Carr. And then Alex, what do you got in your glass? I'm drinking a smash as well. Oh. Yeah, the Wamea is really cool. You don't really see single hop New Zealand varietals very often. Um, I feel like you see those a lot in blends, but not too much as a single hop. So I was excited to try this one as well. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, well, we, we covered the events extensively last week. Mm-hmm. I know um, 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 we had a uh, movie, uh, I'm sorry, scheduled for last night, which would be Wednesday when this came out tonight as we're recording. But uh, yeah. we got music in the beer gardens on uh, Thursday nights and Sundays. This Sunday following music, we have yeah. Sing and Hangout. So if you want to treat your father 
on Father's Day to, or if you're a father and want to take your family out to the beer garden, you're going to have some great music. It's like an interactive music show, kind of. Is that the idea? You, That's how I understand out. it, yeah. And they're saying it's like, it. a, it's like a live band karaoke thing, sort of, but not... I'm not. I don't, I don't know. think it's it karaoke. Be. I think it's a, ver- a variety of artists. Yeah, that kind it's of like a rotating cast of yeah. performers. Yeah. I don't know. Come on down. It should be entertaining. The way I heard it is, uh, they walk around with some uh, wireless mics, and if they see somebody who's singing along, doing well, they might they might feature you. Oh, oh okay. Oh, right. Got gotcha. to self. Don't sing while I'm there. <laughs> yeah. So, it's sort of like Cirque du Soleil, you get pulled up on stage against your uh, better judgment sort mm-hmm. of thing. We could all be wrong on all of this. and it could. <laughs> It'll be fun and entertaining like a good regardless, time, so come down, check that out. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Mondays, Movie Mondays, follow, uh, follow the LG Movie Phone on Instagram or call 313-LG-MOVIE for the latest uh, lineup for movie nights. Tuesdays, we've got Travia, Trivia Travia with Travis. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's just all kinds of fun stuff happening next weekend. So, um, the 26th, which would be Saturday, we're having, we're uh, hosting along with our friends from Stonewall Columbus. Uh, Nina West is going to be here performing a kid slash family friendly, uh, performance ahead of the Franklinton pride event, which is going down across the street. Tickets available through Stonewall for that. They're going quickly. So if you, that's something you're interested in, um, hustle up and get those tickets because it's probably going to sell out here in the next couple of days. So, yeah, well, all kinds of fun stuff. And I mentioned last week, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting distracted as we're recording the podcast. As of recording, it's, uh, it's nil-nil, 24 minutes into the Italy-Switzerland match. We will have every Euro Cup match on here in the taproom and beer garden. So if there is a uh, earlier match that you do want to come out and watch, uh, we won't have a problem. We'll put it on the screen for you outside, even if we're not open, and maybe grab you a can of beer because um, someone's always here. Yeah, and this isn't necessarily an official land-grant event, but Saturday, the day after tomorrow, if you're listening to this, on the release date, oh, is the final match at Historic Crew Stadium, the 19th, yeah. we'll be, and we'll be down there. And and we'll make, tailgate. Make tailgate. We'll take in one last, uh, one last match at the old, uh, at the old crew Mafre Stadium. So there's come a, down there, drink some beers. And there's a goal by the, Italy. Cheer on the crew. As we we're talking, that was a great run out. <laughs> I'll tell you, 25th minute. So if you want to watch the highlights of the Italy game, 20, 25, 30. <laughs> you can skip so straight to the 25th All my minute. Italian friends must be going crazy right now. So, all right. So jumping in. Chris, you thought of a great you you had a great uh, thought to since we didn't have a new beer to, to to bring Alex on for his first beers of the Brewers podcast, and I'll, I'll I'll pass it off to you for the the kickoff question. Oh man, as we Chris put, got as MC. we put Alex on the hot seat. All right, so uh, yeah, so we uh, we brought Alex on about three months ago. Um, we need another brewer for uh, a lot of the lots of beer that we're putting out, so. Um, Gave the brew team a bit of a break and some more help. And um, so, yeah, Alex, he's been a great fit for us. And oh, um, thanks. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> um, I wouldn't tell you if you weren't. So, <laughs> this, actually gonna be your, this is going to be your official annual yeah. review yeah. Yeah. here on the podcast. Wouldn't Roast me to, on the podcast. Wouldn't say that to your face, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, uh, why don't you, well, everyone's uh, favorite question to ask brewers and one of my least favorite questions to answer, so I'm going to ask it to you. So, Alex, what's your favorite beer? Favorite all-time beer, or uh, you can approach it any way. I usually hear it posed, if you could brew any beer in the world, oh yeah, which beer would it be? (laughs) Well, I would say those are different for me. That's true. So we'll go both of those. You got to do what's your favorite beer, and then we'll follow up with if you could brew any beer, what would it be? You could have came up with the recipe that you, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, I think. If we're talking favorite beers of all time, um, I'm a Bell's Two-Hearted guy. It's just hits all the right spots for me. I know that's like your typical home brewer answer. Um, but and now that I'm back in the Midwest uh, after moving from the Southeast, it's, you know, fresher, tastes even better. Um, I'd love to take credit for that recipe. Um, but honestly, if I could brew any beer... Um, a smoked lager, I think, would be awesome. That's a big thing in Poland. Um, I'm actually Polish, so it'd be kind of like a cool like homage to that. And I mean, they're just so refreshing, and it's kind of like a under the radar style that I feel like a lot of people don't really, you know, know about too much. But they're awesome when they're done right. It's Rausch beer, is that what that's called? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or is that a different? That'd be the German. Uh, that'd be the German variety. Yeah. yeah. So the Polish one is uh, Grzyzki. And those okay. are just like a little bit lighter. Those are usually only like two or three percent. They're just like highly crushable, perfect for barbecue. You know, got a little smoke to them. So if Mark was here this week, uh, he would be swooning right now. You'd be a, a man after his heart. Uh, he is a huge fan of all things smoked beers, and has been trying to persuade me for the past seven years. To, to, to be a big fan, but we did a uh, we a, did a Grzynski, yeah, Grzynski, which I did I did enjoy because it was lighter. Right, I think it was ruined the fr- the, the Ray Ray's beer. Mm. No, we didn't. No. So the Ray Ray's beer was a smoked lager. Yeah, and then the Grzynski, it's a hundred percent oak smoked wheat malt. Okay. Um, and yeah, we did one of those. Uh, I got done reading Brewing with Wheat, and I was like, we need to do this beer. <laughs> And so we did, and uh, it was. I think we did it for the, near the anniversary party. Okay, but it was. It was, like Adam said, it was like surprisingly refreshing and light, and a, kind of a crowd pleaser. Yeah, I, uh, I think I was ruined because Stone Smoke Porter was the first smoke beer I had, and it was. Um, I feel like I was in Baltimore, and it was around Christmas, and we were at this really good beer bar, and this is probably ten or twelve years ago. And so we were drinking some Mad Elf. <laughs> is that when we were there for the bachelor party? I uh, know it was a different time, and uh, um, I go to the bartender like, "Oh, that's great!" Like, surprise me with something else, and he handed me a Stone Smoke Porter. When you weren't expecting that, it just uh, had a lot of smoke to it, and wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. So, um, but I can be sw- I can be swayed. So smoky. So smoky. <laughs> There you There's go. I was chiming in there. Um, cool. All right. Now, now, what about uh, now? You mentioned being in the southeast. Uh, for for the listeners out there, kind of, if you don't mind sharing your yeah, your, 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 your your brewing pedigree, <laughs> your history. Yeah, it's pretty because we've had we've had folks that started all in all different. I mean, we've had bartenders become brewers. We've had brewers that went to school for brewing. Dan kind of moved over from. Um, distilling, and, and so it seems like brewers find their way to it in a great number of 
ways and paths. And uh, yeah, I'm always curious to hear how folks uh, found themselves as, as brewers. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely followed the kind of like more bartender first trajectory, kind of front of house. Um, and that actually took place when I was living in Chicago. Um, I was working at uh, this restaurant called Italy. It's in downtown Chicago. Crazy place, but um, they had a stellar wine selection, and they actually had a little brew pub there as well. Um, and they were really tight with, like, Sam from Dogfish Head and some of the Italian brewers. So we had, like, all kinds of ridiculous stuff on tap. And although I had been exposed to craft beer before, I went to OU, so obviously, you know, like, drinking Jackio's down there. Um, that was definitely my first time, like, truly working with it, and that's when I just fell in love. Um, definitely didn't expect to go down that path. Uh, I was actually in Chicago um, pursuing a career in music in the music industry, so it was kind of like a little side detour that I was like, man, this craft beer is just it's so cool, and, like, the industry, and obviously it breeds a very, like, cool type of people, so... Um, wanted to be more of a part of that. Um, so my fiance, now fiance at the time, was in grad school, and she just didn't want to do Chicago. I was kind of burnt up on the city, so we relocated to Asheville. Neither of us had ever been there before moving there, but we were like, you know what? There's awesome beer there. It's not, like, all the way across the country from Ohio. Let's just try it out. And that's when I really started um, getting into home brewing more and, uh, working down at Highland Brewing Company, and yeah, that's that's a crazy beer city for sure. But yeah, I kind of just fell in love with it through serving it to others, and wanted to brew it for myself. Oh, that's great. So that's that's a, and and I know you and I have connected on Bangers and Lace. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was living in Wicker Park, Bangers and Lace, Peace Pizza. Yeah, I can't go wrong. And Chicago's a, an amazing beer city now as well. Indeed, indeed. All right, now. With that backstory, if you could have uh, brewed any commercial beer out there, what, uh, what, what beer would that have been? Ooh, um, I would love to have brewed a couple batches of Daisy Cutter um, from Half Acre. That, that's the first beer I go to when I'm, when I'm in Chicago, because that beer fresh is awesome. Daisy Cutter was served at the first ever, well, it maybe wasn't the first ever Land Grant event, but we served it at our our uh, Kickstarter appreciation party. Mm-hmm. We had some homebrew, some homebrew beer of our own and uh, supplemented that with some Daisy Cutter. I think you, you drank Daisy Cutter for a while after yeah, that, didn't you? Yeah, I bought a half barrel. I brought it to Columbus, <laughs> and I think, I mean, I don't even know how many people ended up showing up, maybe 60 people, which is a pretty good turnout, but I, most people did want to try some of the the homebrew i feel like there was another beer i can't remember what the other one was but i just remember we there had, was yeah but I, I had about two-thirds of a half barrel left <laughs> and <laughs> so i had that in my basement in the coach house in chicago and literally just drank daisy cutter for that whole summer so it took me about two or three years to get back to right. wanting to drink it again but yeah definitely i mean from the the first couple beers when Half Acre was doing contract brewing uh, and then coming out with Daisy Cutter when they had their new brewery. I mean, it, that really put them on the map. It was a, a great, great compliment to you couldn't really get Gumball Head or a lot of Three Floyds beers out there. And, uh, and those 16-ounce cans was, I mean, they were really the f- first craft brewery in the Midwest that was canning beer, too. So definitely a... Uh, uh, and I just saw they they sold their original Lincoln Avenue uh, 
brewery. Yeah. Do you know? I forget who ended up taking taking that over, but yeah, I. Oh, yeah. The name escapes me, but it's another smaller brewery, so it's brewery to brewery sale, which you always like to see. Yeah, I mean, they were they were definitely one of the breweries that inspired us being down in a urban neighborhood. Um, you know, walking down Lincoln Avenue and them having their garage door open and really want. I mean, that area in North Center has exploded like much of Chicago. But when they when they opened up ten years ago, I don't even know at this point. 12 years ago it uh definitely was a cornerstone in that neighborhood so and that, there's a lot of ton of good breweries in that neighborhood now that yeah did not exist when when i was there so i want to say chicago is like most breweries per capita at this point of any city i mean it's a huge city but yeah i think it yeah it was a couple years ago it ended up passing portland and denver yeah. which portland always held the crown for mm-hmm. for for that and uh it's uh yeah great beer city yeah, I haven't been to Chicago in a long time. I need to get, get up there. I'm right there days. with you, Walt. It's been a while. Well, things are opening back up, Walt. You can uh, schedule a road trip. It's only six hours away. The last time I was in Chicago was the weekend of the land-grant first anniversary party ah. for my sister's dumb engagement party. Uh-uh. That's right, Mom. Not, not a... I said dumb. <laughs> we should have just had not a land-grant. Not uh, former producer Julie's uh, party. No, other no, sister, no, yeah. non-producer Claire. Non-producer Claire. Claire Keys. Well, all right. <laughs> Chris, take it away. What's 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 your next roundup with? Oh, the next with question. Your, uh, <laughs> with the annual review. With the annual review. <laughs> yeah. How's this going? So, I noticed that your efficiencies your goals have been. <laughs> <laughs> We noticed you really no. Um, so, yeah. I guess uh, what's the um, so uh, you know you weren't from here, so you I don't think you had a ton of Lang Grant beer before you uh, you uh, came here. What's what's uh, what's the beer that surprised you the most that you've had here, where you're like, wow, that's interesting, or that's cool, or oh my gosh, that's so good. Yeah, I definitely want to answer that, but I have a really cool memory of drinking Land Grant beer. Um, it was actually the weekend that I proposed to my now fiance. We were in Athens, and we, you know, were celebrating pretty hard, just like bar hopping around. We're like, well, we need something to bring back from the Airbnb to the Airbnb, and uh, I saw a four pack of Double Exposure sitting on the shelf. Probably not the wisest decision because I think that was like <laughs> eight eight ish percent. Good nightcap for right yeah. But after, yeah, after the walk, walking around and everything, that beer hit the spot and, like, just left such a good memory for, like, Langer. And that was before we were even planning on moving back to Ohio. So that was just such a cool memory. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that, that reminds me of, you, you were talking about Too Hearted earlier, and my wife and I, we would always, we would live in Cincinnati, we would walk home. We lived next door to Motor Pub um, down there, and they they were one of the they always had Two Hearted on tap, and they were one of the only places down in Cincinnati to have it at the time. And we would come home; it'd be like you know midnight or twelve thirty. Like, well, let's go in there for one beer, and I would always get a Two Hearted, and it was always the the nightcap that wasn't necessarily necessary. <laughs> yeah, and that kind of pushed you over the edge. But uh, I have fond memories of drinking Two Hearted uh, at Motor Pub. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so what are your, uh, again, so you're originally from Toledo, is yes, that right? Yes, exactly. From what yeah. I remember. So you're, and, and spending time in Athens and, and mentioning Jackie O's, 
what are uh, ex- while you joined joined us mid pandemic, I'm not sure how often you've now gotten out to some of the other breweries. What 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 are some of the favorites, some of the highlights that of of the Columbus brewing scene that you've that you've been able to experience? Yeah, and that's a that's a great point. I actually haven't really got to explore too much, but I'm up on the north side, so we like to go up to Noctera. Um, that's a cool like cool little spot, and Powell seems like a cool town. Um, and yeah, other than that, you know, just kind of like bouncing around downtown. Uh, we've gone to Hoofhearted a couple times, and yeah, you know, still definitely exploring the city. You know, with like you said, the pandemic now loosening up and. But yeah, we're still, still basically almost like getting unpacked at this point, and <laughs> plan and planning for a wedding. So it's, it's been the weekends have been pretty uh, scarce for free time. But, but yeah, we every chance we get, we'll go up to Noctera. It's a pretty cool spot. I was actually up there this weekend, and it's uh, funny. I was, I was away the previous week. So when the memorial tournament tournament was going on up in Dublin, everyone was talking about the skaters and all this. And being downtown, not hearing any of the cicadas, anytime I've gone out, like I haven't, it's, it's a different world. Like we were up there, we were walking around in the, enjoying the Dora district, being able to carry uh, beer from bar oh, to bar that's right, and, yeah. and, and went to Mannard and, and Noctera and just the amount of cicadas that are on the north side. And, and I grew up kind of in rural northeastern Ohio. And when the cicadas, when I was in high school, or, or maybe middle school. I mean, they were all over the place. It was. I, I remember that just that background hum, but it was uh, a lot louder this, this than I remember, and and just all over the place. I yeah. Don't... Well, even in Clintonville, we haven't had like any at all. And uh, I was reading about them, and they say like 270 kind of creates this barrier because they're really bad at flying, and they can't really get over the highway. Huh. And with the amount of construction and everything that happened, sort of inside 270 where the you know the ground gets turned over every so often that there's just less of them and that that, oh, that's why that outer belt kind of creates like a barrier but yeah as soon as you get up past 270 on 315 it's just like chris you, you got any in pick town we got nothing nothing huh. we we went camping a couple weekends ago over in indiana and it was luckily it was cold because it was cold enough that they weren't screeching but they would just like drop out of the sky. Yeah. You just it'd be like raining cicadas, and like underneath some trees, it'd be like, oh, that's weird. They mulched. It. Oh no, those are those are cicada <laughs> shells. That's I, gross. I just remember how my we had a black lab, and he loved eating cicadas. Eating them, yeah. He just ate so many cicadas. <laughs> but yeah, I heard some an, an interesting theory on the seventeen years about the cicadas, and that is it's a very large prime number. So the way this happened was every two years or something, the, one of their predators would be like, oh, I'm going to go take a look at this uh, every two years. Oh, okay, not here. Because, you know, they come out and you could, that's a, that's a feast right there, the smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that, that nothing would remember to go back to those feeding grounds uh-huh. uh, on a routine schedule. So 17 years works out really well. Uh, it's an interesting theory. I don't know if it holds any water, but it was, uh, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Checks out for me. Yeah, Checks out yeah, for me. Sure. That's facts. That's what I said. I was told that. I was like, <laughs> sure, that, that's fine. Cool. All right, Alex. Any, any questions for us since you, you, you're now officially off the, the hot seat? Uh, 
we we can turn we can turn the tables and uh, if you got any uh, thoughts questions that you wanted to pose since you had so much time to prepare as you were tapped <laughs> yeah. to come on the podcast yeah. uh, about def- a half hour ago yeah I was gonna say I did some deep thinking with those minutes I had. Um, but I would love to hear, like I said, I'm still exploring the city. I'd love to get some recommendations from y'all, like, you know, where you guys frequent restaurants, any, like, cool bars or um, or music venues. I know I'm so excited that you we're able to start buying concert tickets again. Mm-hmm. Um, so any, any things that come to mind from yeah. y'all would be really cool. I mean, in terms of venues, I mean, Ace of Cups is great. They get great um, sort of smaller acts up in Clintonville. Um I know. I'm, I bought tickets to my first concert in a long time. It's not till September, but Waxahachie's playing at um, oh, sweet. Scully's, which cool. is, they're fine. <laughs> Scully's <laughs> Music Diner. Yeah, I've seen yeah, some right good shows. Right down on High Street. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, what part of town are you living again? I live up in Worthington. You're but... I mean, Lineage Brewing in Clinville is okay. great. Okay. Um, like a, a smaller spot. Um, they make great beer and have a, it's a nice little atmosphere there. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's good stuff all over. Uh, but yeah, check out Lineage if you haven't. Yeah, it's not yeah. too far from from where you're at. Right. Yeah, Waxahachie is great live, by the way. That's going to be an awesome mm-hmm. show. I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, I, I might end up seeing a concert before that, but it was it was sort of weird going on Ticketmaster.com and buying concert tickets mm-hmm. for the first time and. A year and a half or whatever, and you're like, I think this, and, and I bought them. I mean, this was like six weeks ago that I bought them, so it was sort of like, I think this will happen, you yeah. know. And, and yeah. I'm feeling better about that purchase now, but it was still yeah. sort of like, sort of up in the air. But yeah, yeah, it's exciting stuff. So, well, my favorite happy hour, if depending on your schedule and 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 your fiance's schedule, is Lindy's happy hour in German Village. Okay, um, best patio outside of the Langrand Beer Garden, but. <laughs> Fantastic patio. You got to be at the bar on the patio. Sweet, but it's, it's half price beers. I would say it's the best small patio. Yeah, best small patio. <laughs> you feel, yeah, you feel you feel like you're taken somewhere else. Um, it's 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 well. The vegetation there is is mature, mm-hmm. and uh, cool. Half price wine, half price uh, beer, good bar menu, great burger. Yeah. The Lindy's Food's burger is, great. is yeah. fantastic. But that's awesome. uh, as as a as a German villager. Or close to it, a Schumacher placer, I guess you would call. Uh, <laughs> rolls off the tongue. Yeah, yeah. I will also up in Worthington. I'll shout out the Worthington Farmers Market. Oh, I don't know if you've been to that. Been, we have been. There, That's pretty yeah. great. We went to our. We went there for the, for the first time a few weeks ago because they've moved the Clintonville one um, to the Ohio Historical Society at least for this summer. And so we went up to Worthington, and that was awesome. It like takes over like the whole mm-hmm. like couple blocks, and there's food and some some good place to stop in for a beer up there so, yeah absolutely yeah. what about in pick town my uh my go-to in pick town is definitely combustion brewing company combustion combustion whatever they are brewing company brewery something like that yeah it's hard to keep track of who's brewery who's brewing company who's yeah like, artisan know. ales yeah right <laughs> but they do uh they do a hell of a job down there um and I can walk there from my house, so that's 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 why I go there. Um, but I, I love their beer. Uh, it's a nice. Uh, I have a I have a, a two year old, so it's a nice uh, kind of family atmosphere too. As far as I feel comfortable bringing my my daughter there, um, so that's very nice. And we'll sit on the patio, and I'll drink a beer, and she'll drink. Sorry, I'll drink a pop of water, as she says, and uh, <laughs> she'll have the water, and we'll get some uh, some snacks. Uh, they usually have food trucks too, so. That's where we hang out. Because have you ever been to actual Old Village Pickerington? 
there's no food. Oh. Hmm. There is literally one diner that has very low hours. You, 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 yeah, it's like open three hours a day. Yeah. And then there's a coffee shop that just opened up like two years ago. Other than that, sounds like, a, uh, sounds like an opportunity. Your Subway or Dairy Queen is the closest thing. Yeah. So uh, hmm. combustion is very, very, very welcome to have some food trucks over there. Have you been to Rockmill? I have not. Oh, but I, they're the petite saison yeah. brewery, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit outside town, but you know, if you're heading down to Hocking Hills or um, you know, Lancaster, anywhere down that way, it's only only 20, uh, 25 minutes. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's uh, but it's you know, it's it's the great. It, we typically will go down, do a hike in Hocking Hills in the morning. And then on the way back, you stop at Rock and we'll have a beer and some lunch. And cool. it, it's uh, a pretty unique atmosphere out there, sprawling sort of farmish Old horse brewery. Farm. Yeah. yeah, old horse. Farm. And they did a renovation last summer, two summers ago, and it's it's pretty pretty nice out there. So I'll check that out if you haven't. Yeah, the brewery scene here is definitely really impressive, and it's just cool. Like, I mean, obviously it's a much bigger city than Asheville, but you know, it's like breweries are open late and have most of them have food and have a full bar it's just like it's really cool to be like kind of in the city brewing environment again rather than kind of more like rural like um like Asheville style which is awesome as well but yeah yeah well I'll definitely take those recommendations for sure and any yeah uh, if you think of any more you know throughout the week or whatever just yeah. let me know awesome well, I don't think we have any questions from listeners this week. No. Um, at least I didn't see any. Maybe Mark probably has a whole email <laughs> inbox full of questions. Full of questions, I'm or, sure. Or on his world travels to Idaho, he's probably getting tapped on the shoulder once he, you know, just recognizing his voice for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Going, hey, you're the cheese pizza guy. Yeah. When Mark yeah, he walks in the bar and just yells top of the morning to you, to yeah. everybody. And yeah. everyone's, oh, it's Mark. Beers that's, with the Brewers podcast. That's very around. accurate. So, well, and, and, and next week, I think we finally, do we have a new beer coming out next week? Ooh. <laughs> Don't hold your well, breath on we'd that. Have to, we'd have to check. Otherwise, maybe we just learn about... Mark's favorite potatoes and beers from his travels to Montana. Is he in Montana too? I know uh, Utah, I know. Idaho, out west. He flew to Wyoming. I think. I think he's going to Yellowstone. So that'd be that'd Wyoming be. slash Montana. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure there are going to be uh, just a ton of listener questions about me. So get ready yeah. for that. I'm going to have to have you back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in to this week's episode of Beers with the Brewers. If, uh, if you go down to the crew game, look for the uh, on the plaza. We're going to have the uh, the crew van. We're going to uh-huh. have the uh, stiff arm pink van uh, out think, in the mega tailgate. I think we just painted some cornhole boards black and yellow for just this occasion. Yep, freshly painted cornhole boards. If you're not didn't get tickets to this game or the opener, we'll definitely have it down to the beer garden, mm-hmm. as with all the other events. So thank you for tuning in and. Uh, we we'll look forward to seeing you down here. Make yeah. sure to tip your bartenders. Cheers, yeah. everyone. Thanks, Alex. All right. Thank you. Cheers. Nailed it. Thanks.
it's because down here at Land Grant, the beers keep bumping and bumping. I didn't have to wait. I just wrote that. 